The Israeli security cabinet recently authorized a serious attack on the Gaza Strip if rocket fire continues. Violence between Israel and militant groups in Gaza has escalated in the last few days. However, we know a peace treaty is coming. Stay tuned as we discuss the two things you're not supposed to, politics and religion. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls today specifically about the coming peace treaty and perhaps World War III. So give us a call at one eight seven seven end time It's one 363 8463 Doug and I would love to have a conversation with you today about the peace treaty or World War III. Now, Doug, Daniel 9.27 says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation and the determined shall be poured upon the desolate. What in the world do those words mean? Help us out. Well, it means that there's going to be a peace agreement coming very soon. Uh, the he there we know is talking about the Antichrist, that he shall confirm that covenant with many. That one week is the final seven years. All that can be proven. We, we have uh, a document actually that Dave wrote about Daniel's 70th week. And uh, it explains all that thoroughly in there. And if anybody ever wants a copy of that, all you got to do is email us for that. And it, it explains how we know that that's a, the week there is a seven-year period. But that Antichrist will confirm that covenant, that peace agreement for a week. Uh, and in the midst of that week, it says he stops the sacrifice and oblation. So uh, we know that that happens in the middle of that seven years, that is when that abomination of desolation is going to take place. So we've been looking for this to happen for a long time. So that's what that scripture means. It means that there will soon be a um, peace agreement between the Palestinian people and the Israeli people. So, but it's for one week. Yeah. For Literally seven years. one week. Yeah, for seven years. That one week is actually a seven-year period. Okay. And then we also know this, um, that they will have a sharing arrangement there on the Temple Mount. That's how we know that the temple is going to be put there, of course. Uh, that's how we know from Revelation 11, 1 and 2, that there's going to be sacrifices resumed there. That there's going to be worship resumed there. But it also tells us in verse 2 that there, uh, John was to leave out the outer court, for that will be trodden down by the Gentiles for 42 months. So it lets us know there's going to be a sharing arrangement on that Temple Mount. Now, the thing is, is how do we get there from here? That's kind of the thing. Well, yeah, so, but first, by by saying this, uh, cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. So that means we know that that would have to be occurring in order to cease. Right. That seems very clear. It's hard for, for sometimes us to get, though. Right. Uh, we get hung up on certain things. So that means there's got to be this stuff happening on the Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. And let's see. And it determined shall be poured upon the desolate. What, what does that then mean? 
Or, and even when it talks about how there's in the midst of that week. I guess right. it's kind of connected there, right? Yeah, it's it's connected there because that's when the abomination of desolation happens there. So we know that um, the Antichrist is going to stand in that rebuilt Jewish temple. He's going to stop the animal sacrifices, and he's going to declare himself to be God and to be worshipped as God. We know this because of Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, 1 through 4. It explains this to us and lets us know that's what the abomination of desolation is when the Antichrist stands there declares to be God and to be worshipped as God. We don't know exactly how that's going to happen, but we know it's going to happen because it's in Scripture. Okay, well that's good to know, but this is the book of Daniel. Yes. This has been a while ago when this was written. Right. So what in the world does that mean for you and I today? What does that mean for everyone listening and watching today? By the way, we are going to take your calls. If you have any questions about this, one eight seven seven end time It's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. 363 We talked about the peace treaty and World War III a bit. What does that mean to us, Doug? Well, it means that, like we talked about the other day, that the Lord gave us prophecy so that when things begin to happen, that we would know it to be true, so that we would see it, understand, and it would build our faith. So this is one of those things that Jesus told us about before it happened. We're given these prophecies, and then Jesus even confirmed it in Matthew 24 when he talks about it in uh, Matthew 24, 15 through 21. He lets us know these things are coming so that when we begin to see them come to pass, it builds our faith and it helps us to understand the times that we're living in. And so we know that we're getting very close to this because we've seen things happen uh, through the Trump administration, for instance, where the peace treaty was being worked on and he got the political side of it to really start kicking in in progress. But the Palestinians were still standoffish. They mm-hmm. felt like Trump was one-sided uh, in the treatment of Israel, that he was given Israel special treatment that they weren't receiving. So they wouldn't even come to the peace tables. All right. So what it means for us today, there's a peace treaty coming. That'll be between Israel and the Palestinians. That'll allow the Jewish temple to be built on the Mount of Olives, or excuse me, on the Temple Mount, and a sharing agreement between the Jews and the Gentiles will occur, right. and then we kind, we know that things are things are picking up. Yeah, you'll hear about it from us, right? When this starts happening, we'll know this starts that final seven years that we're always talking about. All right. Well, I believe this. I believe the Word of God. Yes. I believe the. The revelations that we've received on these, uh, what have historically been confusing, confusion. Uh, help me with that. Help me with confusing. that word. Confusing. Confusing. <laughs> yeah, the, the easy one. Yeah. Uh, what have have maybe been considered a confusing scripture. I believe the revelations that we've received are true. So, I just don't see how we're going to get there. You know, before the show we were talking about this, and I was like, this looks a lot like Abraham and Sarah. You know, they're going. Wait, I'm going to have descendants that can't be numbered. Like, you're, you got a better chance of numbering the sand granules on the beach than you do of, of measuring my descendants. You got a better chance of counting all the stars, which, by the way, are are being created every moment. There's new stars being formed. Right. You got a better chance of counting those than you do at counting the descendants that I'm going to have. Like, that's God's promise. Yeah. It doesn't seem possible. Right. And... You know, that's really, that's a great um, way to look at it. I mean, that's that's pretty good because... Oh, we, thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do <laughs> There's see no this, hope. But, <laughs> no. but the thing is, is we've seen God begin to do this. You know, yeah. we're, we're, we see in Ezekiel, uh, 
you know, 37, that the prophecy of the dry bones and Israel was going to come back to life. We watched that happen. Well, we didn't necessarily watch it happen, but the generation did. In 1948, they saw the rebirth of uh, Israel and and, uh, Jerusalem and all the Jews coming back into their homeland. So we can look back at that and see that this is an ongoing prophecy that's it's it's getting closer and closer every day. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk more about this peace treaty that's coming. It doesn't seem possible when we start looking at Hamas and Israel and all these problems that have just developed in the last few days. But we're going to talk more about this peace treaty as well as maybe some confusion that's surrounding uh, this peace treaty with World War III that's coming. So stay tuned. Give us a call if you have any questions, comments about this, any insight that we may need. The number to call is one 877 Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1. Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world. We will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Today we're talking about the coming peace treaty and how in the world that could be possible with all the conflict going on today um, with the Gaza uh, conflict that's arisen over the last couple of days. Before we get back into that, though, Doug, I want to remind everyone that this coming Saturday, May 1st at 6 p.m., Dave will be in Hearst, Texas at Way of Life Church. Um, he's going to be talking about the future according to Bible prophecy. So if you're anywhere in the North Dallas, Hearst, Fort Worth, Texas area, uh, please come out, meet Dave and our team that will be there with him. We'd be delighted to have you at Way of Life Church for this conference. Go to 
lifetime.com slash events to learn more about the location and the times and anything else you need to know about that event will be listed there. Also, I did want to give you a quick update on our Reclaim America campaign. You all have backed that so faithfully over the years, and so I didn't want to go the day without giving you an update. Candace Owens is now subscribed, Ben Shapiro, Sean Hannity, Dennis Prager, all the Supreme Court justices, they're all subscribed now. We still have 15 states that remain and a number of thought leaders, and there's 11 in the executive branch and in Biden's administration that need covered still. So for $440, that'll get everyone in the executive branch covered for the next two years. Um, Let's see, Tennessee still needs $360 to be covered. Uh, New Mexico needs $240 to be covered. Nevada, Nevada needs... $280 to be covered, uh, and several other states. I won't go through all of them, except I'll mention this one because it's easy. Maine needs $120, and it will be covered. So there's quite a few states there that still need it, um, and there's a lot of people that could call in right now and cover a whole state. Um, But $40 would cover an individual for two whole years on this. We think it's imperative that our lawmakers and our thought leaders in America are receiving End Time magazine so they can know what current events and what their actions and and even thoughts are um, doing in regards to how the Bible prophesies things will develop in these end times. So we think it's important that they get End Time magazine. What other other thing can they read that can help them outside of the Bible than End Time magazine? So... Uh, join us on the Reclaim America campaign. Go to endtime.com slash USA or give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME, uh, 363-8463. It's 1-800-END-TIME or 1-800-363-8463. And uh, let the person know that you're talking to that you want to help with the Reclaim America campaign. Now, back to our topic, Doug. We are going to take your calls um, give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We're talking about the peace treaty and perhaps the sixth trumpet war that is on the horizon. Yeah, lots going on over there right now. Yeah, it doesn't lot. look like peace. <laughs> no, and there may not be a lot of people that know this either because it's not widely covered on our media here. I mean, we've got enough things going on in our own country where they don't really cover a lot of this. Uh, but the media is kind of one-sided about this, too, a lot of times. And now, so, why would that be? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. That is, right? That's a whole other program, actually. But, uh, you know, a lot of times we don't get this kind of information from our media, so we, we go to other media forms to get the mm-hmm. information. Of course, um, you know, on Facebook and social media and things like that, Um, I'm friends with people who are in Israel, and so they were posting over the weekend. uh, A lot of these missiles were actually hitting, or I guess I should call them rockets, were hitting in populated areas where normally they don't get to these locations. So um, it was all over social media, people putting their phone cameras to good work. But over the weekend, Israel had been attacked by Hamas. Um, and remember, Hamas is Iranian-backed terrorist group, mm-hmm. and they're sending more. They sent more than 45 rockets from the Gaza Strip into Israel proper, into that area where Israelis live and children live and families. And that was a, a big concern. I saw some people that posted, and they had small children. Their children were crying as sure. the rockets were hitting. So, uh, pretty intimidating, pretty scary. And when we see these conflicts kick up like that, um, you know, there, there's a goal behind that. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of look at that as we get into some of these articles. But we, we thought that it would be good to share some of these articles just to let people know 
uh, both sides of the coin and what's going on there. Absolutely. And, and yeah, it was on Facebook and different social media platforms, but even the Times of Israel, which is a major publication, is just not as well known here. Uh, they did put out a story on it yesterday, um, and its security cabinet authorizes broad military action if Gaza rocket fire continues. And um, they went on to say, I'm gonna, it's going to be kind of lengthy, so stop me if you want and let's talk about it. Okay. But, um, Netanyahu, Gantz, given green light to decide how to proceed on behalf of the government. Steps come after some 45 projectiles fired at Israel from the Strip in three days. The security cabinet on Monday evening signed off on a major military response if terrorists in the Gaza Strip continue to fire rockets into Israel. After dozens of projectiles were launched from the enclave over the past three days, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Defense Minister Benny Gantz were authorized to determine what steps to take should the violence persist. The decision came following a security cabinet meeting in which defense officials presented a number of potential military options in response to further rocket attacks. The officials warned that a large strike on the Hamas terror group could lead to an outbreak of further violence not only in Gaza but also in Jerusalem and the West Bank. Though the Israel Defense Forces has not yet sent reinforcements to the Gaza border, the military on Monday night was gearing up for the possibility of a wider conflict. The latest violence began late Friday night when terrorists in the Strip launched at least 36 rockets and mortar shells at southern Israel, causing light damage in a number of Israeli communities near the border. The attacks resumed on Saturday night when more than four rockets were fired toward Israel, some of them falling to Uh, failing to clear the border and landing inside Gaza, and then again late Sunday night when five more projectiles were fired from the Strip at southern Israel. The IDF IDF responded to the Friday night attacks and strikes on Hamas infrastructure, but has refrained since then from retaliation, uh, retaliating violently. Instead, on Monday morning, the military announced it was closing the Gaza fishing zone until further notice, cutting off a major source of income. Defense Minister Benny Gantz met with the United Nations Special Coordinator coordinator for the Middle East peace process, a major international arbiter between Israel and terror groups in the Gaza Strip regarding the escalating violence from the Palestinian enclave. I express the urgency of the immediate cessation of violence from Gaza and reiterated Israel's unyielding commitment to protecting its citizens and sovereignty. Yeah, that's a long read. That is a long read. (laughs) You know, also, I think we probably need to let everybody know that this is... um, if you're looking at Israel from a, from a map, even though we talk about the West Bank, the West Bank is actually on the eastern side of Israel. Gaza is on the western side. And it's where, uh, if you remember uh, Ariel Sharon, when he was in power, when he was the prime minister of Israel, they actually went in and, and took people by force, Israelis by force, and made them be dragged out of their homes and then as soon as they were dragged out of their homes, these Palestinian people moved in these Israeli homes. And the Israeli people just lost their home because they gave Gaza to the Palestinian people. Mm-hmm. And that's when Hamas moved into the area. And now they have a perfect place, you know, to launch rockets from. So with this, and the reason why I bring that up is, is think about what we know from the peace agreement and what we know what Matthew 24 15th or 21 talks about let those be in Judea flee into the mountains for then there shall be great tribulation so Judea is right there at Jerusalem I mean it's just right there it's mm-hmm. it's right there on the Jordan River and 
so when you talk about the West Bank and you talk about Judea and that area, now when the Palestinians have that as their state, what's to keep Hamas from moving into that area and launching rockets? That's kind of my, my thought and process on this. But, well, but then, and then when that happens, they retaliate, and then somebody else retaliates, and then there's a never-ending retaliation situation going right. on. And to me, I'm going, well, there's potential for World War III, but you're sitting here going, hey, let's talk about peace. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, that's the thing is Israel wants peace. Hamas and, and probably a lot of the Palestinian people that live in Gaza, they may also want peace. Hamas doesn't just represent all the Palestinian people. Hamas is an organization that's infiltrated that area. And they use that area. I mean, they've used schools and hospitals as hiding places. Mm-hmm. And then when Israel finds out that's where they are, they try to get everybody to clear out of that area. And then they blow that up. Then they get in trouble because they blew up a school. You know, but that's where Hamas was hiding. That's the way they do things. So they hide in those well-populated areas. So when you hear about this, it's it's crazy because some of these missiles even fell into Gaza. They didn't even make it over into Israel. So think about that. I mean, these people that are supposedly freedom fighters for your cause are are blowing you up, and so it's it's really a mess. And when you look at that, it is um, it's crazy to think about what's going on over there. I mean. Israel kind of gets a bad rap. We hold them to a higher standard. You know what do you mean by we? I don't mean we. I, I mean the uh, international community okay. holds them you're up. Part of, you're, you're declaring you're part I'm of not, them? I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> but they are held to a higher um, standard than most of the countries. Because you think about, I mean, we talked about this before the show. If, if Texas was having rockets launched at us from Mexico... Do you think that the U.S. is going to worry about what the U.N. thinks about if we retaliate? I mean, I know that's well, Don't ask happening. me what I think about how the U.S. is going to respond to a border crisis in Texas. <laughs> that's a good point. That's another that, conversation. That but is. But how you Texas think about is going to that. respond to that? You think about it, the United States. We would not wait to retaliate if we're attacked. I mean, look at what happened on 9-11, you know, when uh, the buildings came down and they said, well, this is who did it. What happened? We went after them, you know, and, and what they tell us, this is going to be a long war because we're going to go clean house. Well, guess what? We were going to clean house, and they made a long list of terrorist organizations. And guess who was on those terrorist organizations? Iran and Hamas. And these people are still around, and they're still doing things, and uh, they're still being allowed to do this kind of stuff. So. Anyway, I could take that down a whole other avenue. We won't go there either. Well, give us a call. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about your questions or comments, or maybe you disagree. That's okay, too. Give us a call at one eight seven seven in time That's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We'd love to talk to you today about the peace treaty that's coming or the coming World War III, which we'll get into a little bit later, Doug. Yeah. So I've, I've got an article here. It's a report that Hamas rejects a ceasefire offer. So Israel has asked them for a ceasefire, and they say no, and they threaten major conflict over Jerusalem. And I, and I was going to point out that in that article is where we talk about how or they, they declare that Israel has clear plans right now for these serious airstrikes. So they're ready to go right now. Yeah. If, you know, just say the word and it's going to happen. Of course, I think they're always ready for that. But specifically, their response to this is, keep it up. We've got serious airstrikes ready to go. Nobody wants any part in that. Right. And so you think about your people 
you know, you got families living there that are scared to death right now. Every time the sun goes down, they're getting pelted with rockets all over the weekend. And so your government is sitting here saying, we're ready. We're on standby. We're ready to go. And I would think that the people would be saying, then what are you waiting for? You know, I mean, we may not wake up tomorrow if you don't do something. But Israel has to tiptoe around so much mm-hmm. to even exist as a nation there right now. And and so um, that's a major that's a major thing. And that's why it's hard to see how we're going to get to that peace agreement from where we're at right now. And when... Israel offers Hamas uh, a ceasefire offer and says, hey, you know, let's back off of this. They say, no, we're, we're pushing this for a major conflict. So Hamas is looking for a fight. That worries me, too, because who else is behind this is, you know, kind of what you got to look at. But, but, then, but then people go, yeah, but are they really? Do they really want any part? Yeah, well, a lot what, of times we, we don't have anything to go off of except speculation and what they've said. Right. But you know, I, I know that peop, there are people that would speculate that, well, they've said this for a while. Right. So it's like, but to I think that a lot of it comes from we want our voices to be heard. So it's like you know the the squeaky wheel gets the grease type of situation. If they're trying to get their cause out there in front of the world. And, you know, let everybody know, hey, we're we're being mistreated here in Gaza and we want something done about it. But there's a method to why they're doing it. And this article kind of talks about uh, why that is. So, uh, go ahead. I won't interrupt you. Sorry. I keep, <laughs> I keep interrupting. Go ahead and get there. <laughs> so so this uh, this comes from um, it's. I can't even remember where I got this from right now. That's uh, okay. All right. So this comes from, uh, yes, I do. It's Al-Akbar is where it came from, a Lebanese newspaper. There you go. Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas said overnight that he would not agree to hold Palestinian legislative elections scheduled to take place on May 22nd if Israel will not allow East Jerusalem residents to participate. So, okay, when you first read that, you're like, what does this have to do with rockets being fired into Israel? Right. Well, we'll keep reading and you'll see oh, what, oh, what okay. their agenda is. We will not agree to hold elections without Jerusalem and without its candidates because it is our eternal capital. We are calling on the international community, there's that word again, to pressure Israel to live up to the agreements, the boss said. So what are, what are they saying there? They're saying Jerusalem is their eternal capital. Mm-hmm. So here we go. There's what the Battle of Armageddon is going to be fought over at the end of that final seven years. So we're talking about peace. We're talking about World War Three. Now you brought now in the Armageddon. Armageddon. So, Man, how much time do you think we have today? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, meanwhile, they mediate, the mediate attempt to... Uh, De-escalate this violence from the Gaza Strip led by senior officials of an Egyptian security apparatus. The diplomat officials in the U.S. continue over the weekend. Uh, This Lebanese newspaper identified with Hezbollah and said Hamas officials had told it that there has been conflict between Hamas and Israel in the past two days in a third party that Hamas rejected any proposal to reinstate calm as long as Israel continued its current policy in Jerusalem. All right, give us a call, one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. 
Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. We are taking your calls, one eight seven seven in time It's one 363 8463 Before we get to the phones, I do want to remind you that we will be in Hearst, Texas this weekend on Saturday, May 1st at 6 p.m. Dave will be talking about the future according to Bible prophecy at Way of Life Church in Hearst, Texas. You can learn more about that at endtime.com slash events. Also, if you want to contribute to the Reclaim America campaign, go to endtime.com slash USA or give us a call and let the person on the phone know that you want to help Reclaim America. They can give you more details on that. I won't go into it again. All right, Sam in Texas, we're going to go to you. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, guys. Hey, Sam. You know, they said that hey, on the, the peace treaty, they said that the Antichrist is going to confirm the covenant with many. Does that mean that it's going to be a forced peace that, and it's going to have to be voted on? Well, that's a good question, but we really don't have the you know, the scriptures to kind of tell us exactly what that means. Here's one of the things that we watched with the Trump peace agreement is he did for the first time include many that wasn't ever done before. And so a lot of people started saying, well, is Trump the antichrist because he's got many included in this. But when you, when you go to the scripture and you break the words down and what that means, when you see the word confirm, it means that the antichrist will agree with, or he will make that stronger. So, Basically, what that means is that that peace agreement that's been set up with many, and we see that polit- or p- the political side of it, where we see the Arab nations that are signing the uh, peace agreements with Israel and um, beginning to do business with Israel and open up those channels uh, of trade and uh, tourism and things like that. That's the many that we're talking about. So the Antichrist can basically just come in and make that deal between the Palestinians and the Israelis 
and fulfill that as far as confirming it or making it stronger. He could come in with uh, you know a whole new set of uh, of deals for the Palestinian people and be more on their side. And if Israel agreed to that, then we would know you know pretty much okay. Here's here's the plan. Here's the deal. And of course, even at that point, we'd have to speculate. Vince is is so and so the Antichrist because we really wouldn't know. It appears to us like it'll be more of uh, somebody that's doing things kind of behind the scenes and then emerges as that person uh, probably either around the uh, the war that happens, uh, the Six Trumpet War, or shortly after that agreement is done and we get to that middle of that seven years. We won't know for sure who he is, but we might be able to speculate and say, you know, well, so-and-so worked on this. He could possibly be this person. But as far yeah. as it being a forced deal, I don't see anything in Scripture that, that tells us that. Yeah, I was hoping that it would be a vote. That way we could see, like you said, see who all voted and say, okay, it might be, it might be him. But uh, can I ask you one more question? Uh, the Antichrist capital, is it going to be New York, the United Nations, Oslo, the European Union, or Jerusalem? we have any idea? Well, we, we know from Scripture that the Antichrist is going to come out of a revived Holy Roman Empire. We know that from Daniel two and uh, from Daniel chapter nine, so we can we can derive at that. I could go into it, but that's like a, a big in depth <laughs> lesson there in itself. But we we know that he's going to come out of that revived Holy Roman Empire. So we believe that it's going to be the EU is is going to be where he emerges from. So that will probably be uh, where it starts from anyway. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Thanks, you guys. Okay, thank you, Sam. Thank you for joining us, Sam. You can join us as well. Give us a call at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We'd love to take your question or comment and have a dialogue about this peace treaty that's coming. And maybe some are confused about that because it sure feels like war as opposed to peace. So give us a call and we'd love to chat with you. Now, Doug, we're talking about the uh, the plans that Israel have proclaimed. Uh, they've got a serious airstrike ready to go. So in the in the opening, we talked about the um, the Gaza rocket firing that has been going on for the last several days, and uh, Israel retaliated, and then they haven't retaliated for the past couple of days, and just said, "Hey, you better stop, or else we got airstrikes coming." And then you read about how Hamas rejects a ceasefire, and they said, "Hey, we're going to have major." conflict over Jerusalem. We're going to pause this voting, uh, the elections. And then that's kind of where we left off with Hamas. And so, and so just like we see with, with our government and the way they do things, never let a good crisis go to waste. So we all kind of do that, right? We do. And and (laughs) so my kids do something they're not supposed to. It's like, this is a great opportunity. Absolutely. (laughs) I guess that's just human nature. Well, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to be careful, obviously. I'm saying that jokingly, but you know, if there's a big bombing or something and people take advantage of, obviously that's, that's what we're referencing, but you know, you can never leave that open to interpretation because sometimes people watch and kind of take your words and run with it. That's true. You That's should see the true. conversation about 9-11 going on on Facebook right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's go okay. Ahead. That's a whole Big crisis subject. coming. Yes, sir. So anyway, they, they're using this as a way to uh, express that they want East Jerusalem to be their capital. Okay, so we know that the Battle of Armageddon is going to be fought over Jerusalem. So in Zechariah uh, chapter 14, it tells us, 
in verse 1 and 2, it tells us that uh, Israel will control Jerusalem up until that battle of Armageddon and then they lose half the city. So that's really what the major conflict is going to be about. So to get to the peace treaty, whenever they talk about peace, they, we've seen them in the past uh, leave the capital of Jerusalem alone. But then what did Trump do? He just took it completely off the table. When he came in and started making his peace deal, he just said, look, Jerusalem is Israel's eternal capital. And he just established that and just said, look, we're taking it off. Well, that was one of the reasons why the Palestinians wanted out of the peace deal to begin with. So now we see that Abbas is using this as, you know, look, well, we're just going to cancel this whole election thing. There hasn't been an election in 15 years. So Abbas has been the only leader there for 15 years. And we know his way of thinking. So in order for us to get to this uh, peace agreement, we need to have different leadership because we know a boss doesn't want to play ball. He doesn't want to be part of this peace agreement at all. So it's kind of like the West is hoping and, and probably Israel, too, that they could get some new leadership in there, some younger blood maybe that thinks more along the lines of making peace with Israel. Um, so like the peace plan was called Peace for Prosperity. There may be other leaders that are looking forward to that, thinking this is our opportunity to become a state, you know, to have this statehood that we've never had before. But this this goes on to uncover a little bit more about what's going on there, too. The, it says the Lebanese newspaper Al-Akbar, in, uh, identified with Hezbollah, said Hamas officials have told that there had been conflict between Hamas and Israel in the past two days and the third party that Hamas had rejected any proposal to reinstate calm as long as Israel continues its current policy in Jerusalem. The Al-Akbar reported that Hamas wants to prevent any incursion by settlers to the Alaska Mosque. And to stop the plans of, to Judaize the city for Israel to allow Palestinians in East Jerusalem to take part of these Palestinian elections. So they're trying to say that this has a bigger plan there. That they're trying to uh, Judaize that city and take over the Al-Aqsa Mosque. So now we're talking about the Temple Mount. That's where the Temple Mount is um, so that's part of what the problem is here. We've seen more activity happening on the Temple Mount mm-hmm. over the past few months. I mean, we, we saw the surveying going on there. Everybody's asking what that's about. We've seen actual uh, Jewish worshipers going up close to the Temple Mount and worshiping. They even did a uh, simulation of the um, sacrifice mm-hmm. for the Passover lamb. Then we saw um, that many Jewish people were going up on the Temple Mount and actually being able to pray. So we've talked about all those things in the past few months. This is part of what's triggered the, these attacks. They don't want the Jewish people to have any part of that Temple Mount. But we know from Scripture they're going to, and it's going to be a sharing arrangement. So it sounds like you're suggesting that peace is coming, but it probably won't happen without a crisis. Exactly. That this conflict... It could, but it... Right. This know. very conflict could lead us to, to yeah. getting to that point. That's yeah. what's crazy about it. Because this is shedding light on some of the things that are going on there. So Hamas is actually doing this in an attempt to keep the Israeli people from being able to come up on the Temple Mount. And it, it could put more light on that where the world begins to pay attention to what's going on there. Um, 
But we know from Scripture that's where we're heading. So watching this this happen, I want to just read this one last thing because this is kind of crucial to what Hamas is doing and why they're doing it. It says um, that Hamas is convinced that Israel and Abbas are working together. Imagine that. Hamas believes Abbas, the leader of the Palestinian Authority, is working with Israel to stop these elections, to cancel the elections in the West Bank because Hamas is growing stronger and Fatah has split. So Hamas wants to be the leader of the Palestinian people, a terrorist organization that's right there in the back door of Israel. And they want to take over and they believe that Israel is secretly working with Abbas to do this. I mean, that almost sounds maddening, but, (laughs) you know. And it is. It is, yeah. So... One of the questions that I, I believe that we got to ask is, who funds Hamas? You always follow the money. Yeah, you follow these, the these money. These Facebook fact checkers funded by Facebook. You got to actually. Got to you got to figure out like there's funny business going on. YouTube just did a award ceremony. I can't think of what it's called, but they did a uh, they gave out a freedom of expression award. Okay. This <laughs> really? has nothing to do with what we're talking about. YouTube did this. YouTube did a freedom of expression. They gave out the freedom of expression award. You mm-hmm. ready to hear who, who got that award? Yeah. The CEO of YouTube. <laughs> she got the freedom wow. of expression award After on an award show from YouTube. <laughs> I would right. beg I, to differ. We've I guess got, I better be quiet. We have shows that are blocked on YouTube. Yeah. We know that people have been banned from youtube so i'm not sure about that freedom of expression yeah, stuff. I'm not follow the money trails is all i'm trying to say exactly and so according to globalsecurity.org there are two major supporters there's a lot of supporters but two major supporters and i mentioned these specifically for a reason and they are iran and syria so all this stuff that's going on right now is being funded by two enemies of israel just to the north, we, we've seen Israel have to go into Syria lately and uh, blow up some um, missile cargo holding areas that uh, Iran was moving into that area. They're right there on Israel's front doorstep. I mean, if you go up to the Golan Heights, Syria's right there. When we were there a few years ago uh, with Brother Baxter and End Time on the tour, the civil war was going on in Syria and you could see the smoke coming up from explosions and you could hear machine gun fire happening over there. And we were right there. And you could, I mean, it's just that close. Doug, I'm not sure this is a good promo for our tour. <laughs> well, it's not happening. Anymore. When I went, that never happened. It was all awesome. Hey, we were all safe and it was awesome to see that. It was just incredible to be there. So you'll love it. Just don't be afraid. God is in control. That, seriously, that really didn't happen while I was there at all. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you had a very interesting It trip. was cool, actually. I mean, it, to, to just be able to be there and look over that mountain and see. I mean, you know, this is where this stuff is happening right now. And that's all I meant to say. I didn't gotcha. mean that it was cool in the sense that our lives were in danger. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk more about this plan that Israel has, a uh, serious airstrike that they have, they have in place, and also how that looks for the peace treaty and the possible World War III. We will be taking your calls after the break. So give us a call at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece 
to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. We are taking your calls at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We've got one segment left, and Doug and I would love to talk to you about this peace treaty. We are going to go to Colorado. Don joins us. Welcome to End of the Age, Don. Uh, hi, Jim. We're well, how are you? Yes. Okay, so I have a question. Is it possible that the the, the Trump deal triggers the seven years and the and the confirming it is just com- confirming it for seven years? Because it's the Abraham Accord and not necessarily signed a signed deal? Is that possible? I'm, I'm not sure I'm understanding exactly what you're asking. Are you saying did, did Trump's peace treaty already start the final seven years? Could we be in the final seven years? Is that what you're asking? Yes, and then we don't really know that we're in the seven years because the confirming is nearly like confirming a covenant for seven years and not necessarily signed because the Bible doesn't it say that it was um, confirming the covenant? I, no, I, I don't believe that we that we would be in the final seven years because we do not see that peace plan. There's going to have to be the peace plan there to where Israel can begin to build that first temple and the temple's not even being built. So I I don't believe that there's any way that we could already be in there. When that Antichrist confirms that, that is going to be the go-ahead for Israel to build that, that temple, to begin to build her temple and to have access on that temple mount for worship. Okay, so what 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 is I mean, clarify that for me. Like when when is that? You know, like in in the seven years, when does he supposed to confirm it? And then the building is supposed to be ten, uh, built. I was just, it's it's going to have to be in that first three and a half years that that happens because Israel is going to have to begin to build that temple. Then there's going to have to be uh, worship in there because that's when the Antichrist he stops it in the middle of that final seven years. So that that will not start until we see that peace agreement and Israel's allowed to have access to that temple mount for worship and we see that begin to take place, then we're going to know we're within that final seven years because the the worship and everything will be going on in that first three and a half years because he stops the animal sacrifices in the middle of that final seven years. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it makes sense. I was, I was, I was just wondering if, if that necessary mean fine deal or could could it be just confirming the covenant for seven years no it's definitely going to have to be somebody who comes in there and and gets that final piece deal the final piece of that done with the palestinians and the israelis okay 
Okay. Great okay. question, Don. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, Thank, sir. Thanks, Don. And, and Doug, I'll just read Daniel 927 here real quick again for, for everyone joining us now. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of it abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation and the determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So that's what you were referring to when you said it has to be the midst of that time. Right. Then he's going to cause that to cease. So to cause it to cease, this is why I brought it up in the beginning, it has to be there. Right. So, therefore, Trump's peace plan, um, is not as that. we know it today, right. it, it couldn't have been that. Now, could it develop into something else and they take the bones of his peace plan and turn it into something? Um, Absolutely. Maybe. We'll see what happens. You know, yeah. like some people think Trump will be back in office by July 4th. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm just saying people have some theories about that. Yeah. And, you know, his peace plan is certainly something to build off of. Right. It was very agreeable for a lot of people. So who knows what it could develop into. But today, definitely not. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we've got another call. Bob in Pennsylvania. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi. I'm calling from Dallas, Pennsylvania. Ah, Thanks for joining us, Bob. You're on End of the Age. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, Two points I'd like to bring up. Don't you think that the uh, peace agreement would occur after World War III? And then the other, in Revelation 12, it talks about the, the eagle taking care of Israel for three and a half years. That would be after the Antichrist rises to power. Yeah, or, is, or am I getting that wrong? No, you're exactly right. Uh, and and we have for a long time, Bob. We've we felt like the war would happen, and then as a result of that war, we would see the peace agreement in Israel. Because at that point, so many people would be tired of war after we've lost one third of mankind uh, in that war. That people would be you know crying for peace at that point. So we've thought. For a long time that that war could be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist to come on the scene and begin to work that deal out. However, the Bible doesn't really tell us which one happens first. If a peace agreement was made and Israel was granted access to uh, the Temple Mount to begin worship there, that could trigger the war as well. But we know it's going to be very close. We know that that war is going to happen before that final three and a half years during the tribulation period. That war will happen before that. And so uh, it it does make sense to see uh, the war happen first and then the peace agreement. And as far as what you're talking about with the eagle's wings, you're absolutely right. We know that those eagle's wings protect Israel during the time, times, and the dividing of time. That's that final three and a half year period. That's the time of the great tribulation when Satan's been cast out of uh, heaven, been uh, confined to the earth for the final three and a half years. And then it says that he's filled with his wrath and his wrath lasts for the time, times, and the dividing of time, which is the three and a half years of the tribulation. And we do see America in scripture helping Israel during that time. Do you think America is going to suffer some kind of military setback for that first three and a half years then? I have no idea, Bob, just because of the fact Scripture doesn't give us enough information to to know 
that. So it's just really we all we can do is speculate about things. There's been a lot of speculation about uh, the future of America and where we're going based on where we are right now. There's a lot of division here and a lot of people think, you know, could there be a civil war? Could there be uh, something that reduces our power structure around the world? And we just don't see that in Scripture. I definitely don't see anything for a civil war to happen here. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we, we live in some very volatile times and some, some crazy things are happening. And I wish we had more scripture to, to give us a better indication, but we just don't. Well, I, I appreciate uh, taking my call, and uh, I really enjoy listening to End of the Age, and I uh, miss uh, Irvin Baxter a lot. And uh, um, God bless you for your endeavors. All right. Well, thank you, Bob. We appreciate that. God bless you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Well, we appreciate that, Bob. We we miss Irvin, Irvin Baxter as well, mm-hmm. and um, we will carry on. This is a God-given purpose. This wasn't something that Irvin dreamed up in his office or in his basement or anywhere like that. God gave it to him in prayer and in study, and uh, we have no intention of slowing down or stopping, but we're gearing up for this revival that's coming in these end times. Mm-hmm. And uh, this calling um, was not given to a single individual. As much as we love Irvin and we didn't want him to go, we are trusting in God's timing, and we know that his calling is for all of us. You're partnered with us. You've been partnered with us for decades. Our team here is gathered together. We believe we have a God-given purpose that is specific to these times. God knew exactly what he was doing. And we have a message that not a lot of people have out there. We're, we're explaining current events through the lens of Bible prophecy. So when you hear about missiles being uh, shot into or, or rockets or whatever they are being shot into certain countries or whatever, while some people might get scared about what tomorrow will bring, we're shouting out there's hope, there's peace coming. But even better than that peace treaty that's coming, Jesus is coming again. And it doesn't matter what we see in the everyday news. There is hope and it's in Jesus. And as long as you are resting in him, you don't have to be worried about these things. So I said all that to say, this is a God-given purpose that we're living out. It's not man-made. It's not uh, built on one man, but it's built on God. And so we have no intention of slowing down and uh, we will continue to do our best. Sometimes that won't be good enough, but have grace. <laughs> be patient with us. We'll come around to it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm just thankful to be part of End Time Ministries as well. Amen. Yeah, very well said. Well, do you want to get into that uh, John Kerry story or not? We've got a few minutes left here. I, I just want to mention that um, because we talked about following the money, and there's some important information there in that article that came out. Uh, from Fox News over the weekend. You want to read that real quick? Well, you you mention what you want. I'll just tag along. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. Yeah, so it it just says there that uh, there's been accusations that Iran's foreign minister says that John Kerry told him about Israeli uh, covert operations in Syria. And so if, if this is true... I mean, we've stabbed Israel in the back during the Obama administration when Kerry uh, was giving these secrets out to Iran and and their regime. And so um, let me just kind of read this little bit here. Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad 
uh, Zarif claimed in recent... Uh, That's why you wanted me to read it. Yeah, in recently <laughs> leaked audio that John Kerry, when he was serving as Secretary of State during the Obama administration, informed him of more than 200 Israeli operations in Syria. Okay, so I mentioned a while ago that Iran and Syria are stockpiling weapons and things that they can use against Israel. Uh, we know that Iran has made the claim many times that uh, their main goal, their main purpose in life is to destroy Israel. I mean, they say that all the time, destroy uh, Israel, the, the little Satan, and then the big Satan, meaning America. So Iran is not our friends, but yet here we have our Secretary of State during the Obama administration was colluding with the Iranian uh, leadership there and letting them know about these um, these things that were happening to uh, there's even been accusations that he was doing it during the Trump administration, that he was still meeting with uh, the Iranian official and, and giving secrets out at that point. I think also there was a time when, if I remember correctly, that the Trump administration leaked some uh, news that wasn't true to see who was sending the information. And so uh, it was kind of known then that that was going on. Uh, but anyway... He he did this and it's been leaked. I'm, I got to say in his defense also, not that I'm defending him, but there's articles today saying that Kerry said this is absolutely not true. None of this is true. But like we talked about before, uh, there's even been some information that Kerry was funding Iran and Syria and some of these groups that are uh, linked to terrorism and Hamas in particular. So we, we just see a lot of that um, in that article that looks like we've betrayed Israel as a nation. And so Genesis uh, chapter 12, the Lord told Abraham this. He says, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless thee and make thee the name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee. Thee. So the Lord tells us right there that we will receive blessing if we bless the nation of Israel or we'll receive curses if we curse the nation of Israel. And so all this is very interesting information and we just need to remember um, prayer is our main weapon here and we need to be praying for our leadership and our officials. And the Psalms tell us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem yeah. and may everyone that loved the city prosper. So be praying for Israel, be praying for us and brothers and sisters around the world who will face these times coming up. There is peace coming, but even better, Jesus is coming. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you are not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.